You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'll be your host today. And today on the podcast, we have one of LinkedIn's sensations, I will call him, Johnny Tafaro. And he is going to come on and talk about what he's doing now in his new world. And if you do not follow Johnny, please do so on LinkedIn, as well as other social media platforms. And I could go on with this huge, long introduction, but let's just get right to it. Johnny, how are you today? Eric, man, man, thank you so much for having me on the show. I mean, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, and I mean, super honored to be on it. I mean, I wouldn't say I was a sensation, but I mean, love being on LinkedIn, man. It's a blast for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, well, and obviously, that's how I got to know you and how so many people that are probably listening to this podcast. So if you would just tell a little bit about yourself and kind of the evolution of Johnny and how you kind of got to this point, and then we can kind of go on to what you're going to be doing here in the future. Yeah. I mean, like you guys said, Johnny Caparo here on the Ortho Idea podcast. And how I got started is, I mean, I was born with a hip disease. It's called late cap birthdays. And so not allowed blood supply went to the femoral head. So if you grew like that, it looked like a ball and socket. So mine actually grew like a tomahawk. So as I was running, it would slip out of socket. So Halloween night, I mean, as we're getting close to Halloween right now, I was trick-or-treating and I just face planted it. And my dad's like, ah, I mean, maybe he tripped over a rock. And so then we get up and then I start running to the next house. I face planted again. So as I was face planting, I didn't know my hip was coming out of socket at five years old. And so I'm like, I got to get that candy. I don't know what's going to stop me. I'm good to go. And so then we take me to primary children's hospital. And like, hey, you're diagnosed with like birthdays, four out of every 100,000 babies get it. He's like, it's a pretty rare disease. We can either put you in a cast for six months or put you in braces for a couple of years. I'm like, as you guys can tell, I have a lot of energy. So putting me in a cast for six months was not going to be it. So put me in braces and then just started going off with my life. I started playing sports. I went on a church mission to Finland. The cobblestone streets and the negative 40 degree weather really tore up my cartilage. And so... I had to come home and be able to get a hip replacement. And it was a periacetabular osteotomy, which is called a PAO. Very rare surgery. I don't recommend it for anybody in the industry. It's not a good surgery. It messes with your anatomy. So what they do is they rotate your femoral head, put five screws in to keep it set, and they shave it down a little bit. And that failed after 18 months. And so I'm like, come on, you got to be kidding me. Like the pain was more excruciating than it was before the surgery. So then I go in and I get another hip replacement. And during the hip replacement, he fractures my femur putting in the stem. We didn't know that. I was just like, I couldn't walk upstairs the next day. It took me about a month, month and a half to even get upstairs. And we all know if we're in the industry, you know, you should be able to be walking maybe two or three days upstairs the next day, two or three flights, something like that. You know what I mean? And so I go back and then I get into the industry. I'm like, listen, I need to get into this thing. There's got to be like something that sells hips or works with hips or knees or so I look up and I look up a company and I keep hearing the word striker and I'm like all right striker is what I need to get into so I do a lot of ride-alongs a lot of interviews did the Gallup personality test passed all that and then it just went silent I was like you gotta be kidding me like I was doing everything right 
I mean, we all know it's hard to get into the medical industry and I didn't have any medical experience. And so then I heard that the hiring manager was going to be down in California. So I packed up the car, told my ex-wife now, hey, we need to go down there. We need to go stalk him and see if we can get an interview with him because like he's the deciding factor. So we drive down there, wait a couple of days at my ex-in-law's house. And then we we're just sitting there waiting. I'm like, hey, man, crazy. I'm in California too. Would you want to hit me up? So then two days go past and then he texts me finally. He says, come in your swimsuit, tank top shorts. Like, let's hang out on the beach. Let's chat. I hurry around upstairs. As you all know, I love fashion and I have company with my brother. And so then I ran upstairs, put on a suit and tie and drove down to the beach. And so it was about an hour drive and I showed up and I was just sweating. Like every pore in my body, I was just drenched. And he's just laughing his head off. He's like, bro, take off your jacket, take off the tie, roll up your sleeves. You're okay. I was like, no, man, I really want this job. I drove down here. I wanted to show you. Little did I know that the next interviewer, he had a guy with seven years medical experience and he showed up in a tank top and shorts. And I'm like, sweet, I did it. I showed him determination. I showed him the grit. I showed him yeah. that I take this seriously, that I wanted the job. So I started off at Stryker and I was there for two years selling. And then during my last six, eight months, my hip was just killing me. Like I had that second hip replacement. I was fractured. I was running around 50 pound totes. You know, Eric, you've done it. It was super oh, yeah. heavy. You're running for three or four different ORs, maybe to another hospital because you dropped, like something happened. My hip was killing me. So I go out to trauma training 301 and Dr. Rosemary Buckle from Houston just saved my life. She's like, you're in a lot of pain, huh? I'm like, yeah, I'm dying. Like it's excruciating. Every step I take, it just hurts. I wish people would listen a little bit more in our industry if we're in the industry. Surgeons wanted to give me shots in my back. I'm like, guys, listen, I'm in the industry now. I work for it. It's my femur. It's right here. Something's wrong right here. So then we get to HSS and then an amazing doctor named Seth Jurbeck. He looks at my x-rays. He's like, I don't see anything. Let's walk downstairs, get you an MRI right now, which we all know is impossible for insurance to approve, all that stuff. But then he called me the next day and he's like, hey, your femur's lit up like a Christmas tree. It's fractured. We need to do a revision. So like, that's my third hip replacement. I got it revised. And then had to take everything out, cable the fracture site, and then I was good to go. So then after that, I always looked into the industries. Like a lot of sales reps or leaders have two different kind of distinctiveness. One has marketing, one has sales, one has engineering. And so then I looked at a company called Ortho Development, and they hired me as the hip product manager. And this was awesome. I'm like, I love hips. Hips is all what I'm about. So I was able to launch four new product lines from that company in two years. It was very aggressive, very expensive. Wow. But it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of lot of fun. I didn't even know what a 510K was as a sales rep. And I had to create one and submit it. Don't worry, guys. I did it right. We're good to go. <laughs> I got a lot of help. That was cool. It was fun. And I learned a lot. And so then, but that was a little bit stagnant. I wanted to continue to grow. So a company called United Orthopedics reached out and said, hey, we got a global product manager. And they're based out of Taiwan. I'm like, yeah, I want worldwide. I want to be able to do global stuff. I started off at United and did that for two years as a global product manager. And then the last two years at United, I was the director of Sales West, growing the territory. About a year ago, Stryker tapped me to come be the senior manager for global downstream hip marketing. And I just actually just barely left about a month ago to start my own thing. And so that's kind of my trajectory of the medical field and kind of my own history, my own story, and then how I got into it. And then how I kind of like transitioned out. Like I loved my time at Stryker doing marketing. They taught me a lot, but 
it wasn't how I wanted to portray my marketing skills. I wanted to be able to always continue to think outside the box and be innovative. If you see my LinkedIn, I always talk about like innovation and all this stuff and becoming a leader and networking. And I just wanted to be like, I'm really big into social media and I feel like I've done a good job creating a personal brand. And I think a little bit striker got a little bit nervous with my brand. And so I wanted to go off and do my own thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I, and thank you for that going Sorry, long way clean everything. <laughs> no, no, it was wonderful. It answers a lot of questions that I was going to have. And one of the things, you know, you just kind of mentioned yourself is you decided that you wanted to do different things. You wanted to have your own personal brand. What's your thoughts on that of somebody in a direct employee role right now? Or obviously it's tough. And I'd like to get your perspective on it because you just lived it here the last probably 60 to 90 days. And what's your perspective on that? It's important. I mean, I don't understand why employers won't embrace it because you are literally walking, talking, marketing, free marketing ads for your company. Unless you're saying Mm -hmm. stupid or bad or derogatory, then yeah, of course, monitor that person or like fire them. I mean, if they're not hurting or if they're actually helping, I think it's a beautiful thing. I mean, personal branding is amazing. It gets to a point where people can trust you in a different way. Like I built my business around my personal brand. Listen, United Orthopedics is a great company, but it was a hard company to sell because nobody has heard of them. Nobody even like United, is it the airline you're selling? I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm not selling an airline. I promise. Right. I was able through my personal brand and through my LinkedIn social media, I was able to sign up for distributors. And you know, one of them, it was Kevin Brown. Kevin yeah. Brown was like, reached out to me. He's like, all right, tell me about this United stuff, because it seems pretty interesting and you're promoting it. And if you would be using it within your own body or your own space and you validate it, then I'd want to be able to use it. And he picked up the line, picked up the bag. And it was an amazing. And ever since then, him and I have been amazing friends. And that's yeah. really cool of how our network. And then how through Kevin Brown, I met you and I met Matthew Ray Scott and then all these different people. And then we just built an amazing tribe together. You know what I mean? And Stu have been a part of it. So it's been fun. But I really believe that personal branding is so crucial and key for this day and age. 100% agree. I struggle because I listen to so many stories of people who want to do personal branding. They work for, they're a direct employee for the company. I struggle as to why a company would say no to that. Well, I kind of know. I mean, obviously, you, sign, you. I mean, I know why they do it. I guess the question really is, and we can't get in the mind of there. What can somebody do if they are a direct employee? Do you think? Do you think just being on LinkedIn and kind of expressing what their company does? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I just feel like they can talk about their personal journey. I mean, talk about mm-hmm. why they wanted to get into the medical sales or why they wanted to get into the industry that they're in. I mean, how is an employer going to get upset with them? Were them talking about? their own personal stuff and relatable content and being vulnerable. I mean, if they're going to be talking about products and industry events and all this stuff, I get it. Employers want to track that, follow that, make sure they're okay. But like, talk about yourself. Like, that's how I started. I, I didn't know. I'm from Utah. I'm not from Utah, but I live in Utah now. But my thing is, is Silicon Slopes, they call it now, is the biggest tech industry in the world. Silicon Valley has now been like monopolized with the Silicon Slopes. And I was seeing all my friends everybody doing these tech posts. And I'm like, why is nobody doing it in the medical field? Why is nobody talking about themselves? Why are surgeons the only ones that are put on pedestals or podiums and talking stuff? Like we have a voice as well too. Like this is why we got into the industry. We have a passion. We love it. Like, yeah, the money's amazing, but also we got to help people. So I feel like if you can start talking about yourself and building up a brand and like 
This is why I got an industry. This is what happened to me. I mean, what's that employer going to do? And if they actually stop you, that's unfortunate because they're missing a big, big opportunity for free marketing. I 100% agree with you. And again, like I said before, and kind of stuttered and stammered because I don't understand why they won't. I don't know. I don't see why they thought. And again, they want to probably control Control. the message, but yeah. But if the message is the right message, man, what a benefit to having so many people be able to provide that message. Listen, I have a striker hip in me. I worked that striker. I was a marketing striker. I sold striker. I was full circle striker. And they were kind of hesitant on me growing my personal brand still. Even though I never even spoke upon product or never mentioned product, they were nervous about me being a spokesperson for them. And I was never a spokesperson. I just wanted to share my story, my experiences of how Stryker helped me and became a better person. Like this restoration modular stem is incredible stem. I think it's a great revision stem. It was the first modular type stem out there. And I had a choice between a two different stem, revision stems. And I chose that one because a, I was working for Striker at the time, so it had been an easier sell, right? <laughs> right, right. I feel like it was a great product and the other companies, STEM wasn't out that long, so I had a better track history. And so it's like, you have opportunities for these like great opportunities to promote for free. If you have an employee that is like living, eating and breathing and sleeping your company, take advantage of it. Yeah. I think eventually it will start to happen. I just think that there's the old school mentality, I always call it. It's the same one where I say this a lot, but you know, these guys would rather just drop in a brochure into an envelope to send to some surgeon to sell them on their newest product. That's the way they think. The big companies have done an amazing job to get to where they are today, but they have to pivot and adapt to change to where they need to go in the future. And if they don't, the smaller companies, the companies that are more adaptable, that have more pivot, that can change, that can embrace the change are going to get to where they need to go. That's my opinion. And I agree with that. And I always say this in conjunction to that is there's a direct reason or distinct reason why these large companies don't move large pieces of market share. The reason they don't is because they have to go buy it because they can't do it organically. And there's got to be a reason for that. Anyway, we could go with that could be hours (laughs) of another podcast, but there's reason why not try some new methods marketing wise slash sales wise and Eventually, it will come around. But I mean, you you look at some of these smaller companies, you know, like the Trees Medicals and things like that, not necessarily total joints, but they took the direct-to-consumer and marketing and hammered social media and look what they did. They have a $1 billion evaluation and IPO. So you guys should probably take a look, companies, and see what they're doing. So with all that being said, I think we're leading into why I moved and went away from Stryker is that I have had a lot of companies reach out to me now is like, what is Caferro Way or what is Caferro Consulting? And what is the collaborative that I see on this LinkedIn? And it's a movement. It's a tribe that wants to do things outside the box. They've seen what I've done and they saw that I can be able to think outside the box and create this. And I mean, I picked up a company and I'm working with OrthoGrid and I'm trying to have them think outside the box and be able to create. And they saw the benefit of social media and they saw the benefit of great marketing. And so I'm working with them. I'm working with the construction company. I'm working with people that see the value of outside the box thinking. And I have a lot more meetings coming up with all these other companies that want to see the change and move forward and all that stuff. And so I'm helping people build personal branding, marketing strategies, go-to-market meeting, like branding, creating internal, external messaging so everybody's on the same page. Like we get to be able to help collateral. I get to work with a graphic design team to be able to say, hey, 
this is my vision. I think this is where it would be really cool. OrthoGrid, you have a super unique opportunity because you're a technology company in the medical space. So you don't have to play by the medical rules. You don't. You can be able to have so much fun and I get to be able to help with that. And I love that. I'm calling myself like a medical mercenary almost. I and love so it. my love friends got that name and I love him to death for creating that. I'm an agent for companies, for surgeons, for distributors to be able to know that like my network is readily available for a lot of people out there. Man, that is fantastic. Obviously, to everybody on the podcast, you know, uh, Johnny started this new company, the Cafaro Collaborative. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Yep. yeah, and so many. And I see you all the time now on LinkedIn, you, you know, arm in arm with this very prominent surgeon, or you're talking to the CEO of a company. And I'm like, it's so the first thing I do is like, what is Cafaro way? That is cool. I mean, what is he up to with this stuff? It's genius. I mean, you're so well positioned right now to go after this. And you kind of spoke a little bit about it. Are you going to specifically target medical companies or you sounds like you're working with some others or are you going to look at several different industries you're going to partner with? I don't want to just pigeon myself in a hole, right? I just want to make sure that like I can be able to use it. So I'm in tech. I'm already in the tech industry. I already had a meeting with the tech company. I'm in construction. But yeah, of course, my main focus is medical. I did a post last Monday about features and benefits. And I think I was mocking the medical industry in a sense where like, this is what we've been marketing for 30 years. <laughs> and so I made myself a product and pointed at my knee, my hip, my head, highly polished head and neck. Like it was great. I loved it. It was awesome. It, it was, was fantastic. So outside the box thinking that like my message box flooded over like a thousand messages. And I got like 20 companies that want to meet me at AUKUS coming up next week. It was cool. Like, cause I know the medical industry so well. But I also have like a different perspective because I don't know, I think so differently than most medical marketing because I came from sales. I came from different industries. I sold door to door security systems, smart homes. And so it's like I have this like breadth of knowledge where a lot of people just started straight in medical. They've been in marketing their whole life, 20 years. And that's all they've ever known is features and benefits and selling metal. And this is what's going to get you. But that's not the case anymore. I want to make content and posts relatable so that someone that's not in the industry can totally get it and show their mom like, hey, I think this is a great knee or hip for you, mom, because this is funny or this is great or this is relatable. And so I want to be able to make sure that I cast a wide net, but not also over extenuate or overextend my time. Right. And so I want to make sure because we have a team. I mean, I'm working with Peter Varillo. He was the CEO of NHatch. Now he's the CTO with me. Dr. Chris Allison, he's Beverly Hills, major prominent surgeon, and he's my chief medical officer. So we're adding a lot of cool diversity within my company right now. And it's been a blast. Man, that's fantastic. Well, those are some heavy hitter names that you yeah. are bringing in. So yeah, I know you're an extremely smart guy, but you always surround yourself with people that are really smart and your team's always going to do very well. So that's really exciting for you. I've always learned if you don't know something, don't try to create it bring in somebody that's going to be an expert at it to be able to make sure that you can be able to accomplish that task. My dad taught me that. I mean, you win friends with honey, not vinegar. So if you yep. piss people off by trying to do what they do best, you're just going to lose. So why not bring them into the fold and make things a lot better? And that's why I love LinkedIn more than any other social platform is because you're building a tribe, you're building a network, you're building people up, you're bringing people along 
instead of Instagram, Facebook, you're like, look at me, look at me, look what I have, look what I got. But I'm like, look at us, look at what we can do, look at all the things that we've accomplished so far. That's a great perspective because I totally agree, you know, and I go into some social media platforms, dabble in it, but I always kind of gravitate back to LinkedIn just because of the opportunity. And if you really look at any of the social media gurus out there, they're talking about how LinkedIn is just such an unbelievable opportunity right now. And it's that word that's crazy enough. It's free. So, I mean, if, I, if you're an audience in the audience right now and you're not using LinkedIn as a free way to garner attention, and that's what it's all about. We're all vying for attention. You should be doing it today. Start today. The second, right? Like, yeah, I've never seen a platform so well integrated for business that if I post something and if somebody likes it, their network sees it. And if somebody in their network likes it, it just is a snowball effect, right? But on the other platforms, on Instagram, let's say only that follower that likes it just likes it. It doesn't go out into another network. And I feel like I get almost a minimum 100,000 views a post. It's so big and abroad that if you like it, Eric, your whole network, and you have a great, huge, positive network, sees it. And then let's say Matthew Ray Scott, he likes it. And then it just comes a big, big snowball effect. And then you have those tribe members that always are going to comment and be there and help you. But that's always going to bring in different people because their tribe or let's say, Eric, not everybody you're connected to is in the medical industry, right? Right. So then that's the cool thing is that they get to see and expose the things that I'm creating and vice versa. So I love it. I love LinkedIn more than anything. I think it's a great platform. Yeah, I totally agree. And it will be interesting to see how as companies choose to integrate or not integrate, how that helps their development or doesn't help their development moving forward. Absolutely. And so, well, you kind of mentioned there that you're receiving all these different messages about trying to work with you. So if anybody has an interest, obviously, to talk to you about what you're doing here with Kafar Away, how should they contact you? Yeah. I mean, listen, we're open to helping everybody and anybody. And we also want to hire. We want to bring people on. And if people want to be able to send me their skill set. Because I look at it as as an agency, almost like a law firm too, right? Associate lawyers or associate agencies, they bring in the business and then they have to give a percentage back to the company, but they get to keep a percentage of what they brought in, right? So a lot of people, if I'm talking about individuals and they want to be a part of the Cabrera way, bring me something where you're going to be like, hey, this is what I'm really good at consulting wise. I can bring this X, X, Y, and Z to the table. I'd love to be able to have that discussion with you. And with companies, reach out to me LinkedIn or I mean, reach out to me johnny at kafaraway.com on my email. Like, I would love to be able to help your guys's company get more brand exposure, get out there, be able to get your face in the name. Like I keep saying OrthoGrid just because I'm working with them. They have a great technology, they have a great company. But the sad thing is not a lot of people know about them. If I talk about OrthoGrid, they're like, are you meaning OrthoLine? I'm like, no, that's another company. But like, let me tell you about OrthoGrid, right? And so now you're going to start seeing a big push from OrthoGrid And you're going to start seeing a big push from the company Truewear, right? I'm wearing their company clothing. I love their clothes. And it's cool to be able to be a part of these companies that want to expand their brand. So LinkedIn, that is a long question. (laughs) No, no, thank you. And that's exactly, well, and it's such a needed thing in the marketplace right now, because I just don't think that these companies, whether they don't want to embrace it, I really believe they don't know how to embrace it. I really do. They don't know how to embrace it. And, you know, Matthew Ray Scott says a lot, you know, compliantly and all that, you know, he talks about being compliant. Everything we do is compliant. So it's, if you stick away, stay in your lane compliantly, I mean, it's such a needed thing in this industry right now or in this marketplace. 
I love the fact that as I have stepped away from the big corporations and went out on my own, and then a lot of people have sent me messages. And Matthew Ray Scott, one of his biggest ones is like, I'm proud of you because you didn't just shut up and dribble and just conform. And that's one <laughs> of the biggest things that he says. And I won't because, listen, I get in trouble sometimes because I beat to my own drum. And I know that. And I've had my hand slapped a couple of times. And I'll be honest, like, but honestly, like me taking these risks and me stepping outside the box and creating these things, it's gotten me a lot further than I'd ever be. I mean, I take two steps forward, maybe take one step back every once in a while to get my hand slapped, but I would do this time and time again to be able to get to where I'm at today. Well, and that's the true essence of what an innovator is yep. and the true essence of you know somebody who wants to uh, change how we're doing things right now. Yep. I mean, my biggest favorite quote is by Steve Jobs, changing the status quo. He's like, here's to the wild ones, to the putting the square pegs in the round holes. I mean, I love that quote more than anything. And that resonated so well with me that like gives me the chills every time I talk about it. I try to innovate and I try to not do the status quo because the status quo is boring to me. Oh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah why, you. If you I just mean, do I, status I, quo, I like just... <laughs> yeah. If you want to do the status quo, just stay where you are and yep. be bored. You yeah. Know? And yeah, I'm with you 100%. Well, Johnny, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on today. Is there anything you would like to say in closing here to the audience? Thank you for coming. Uh, on. Please, if you have anything me. else. I really appreciate it. No, I just go for it. I mean, if you have an idea and you haven't been able to use it yet, I mean, hit post. I just helped out a person today. I mean, he's never posted before and he's been frustrated and he made some mistakes. And I'm like, man, you just need to post. Just go for it because you never know, A, who is it going to affect and help? And then B, it's going to help you and brand exposure and different companies are going to see it. So I feel like just do it. I mean, Nike has a great slogan. I mean, just do it and get going. And like, everyone's going to say, oh, I missed the boat. I should have done it two years ago. The boat's still getting bigger and it's still cruising and it's still going to continue to grow. Yes, I started a long time ago and I had to post three times a week and it was exhausting at times, but I never quit. Have that persistence, have that never quit mentality and just go for it. And so that's how I started. Exactly. Well, that is perfectly said. And I really appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your really busy schedule to do this. If you'd like to get a hold of Johnny and talk about the Kafaro Way or Kafaro Shoes or yeah. True Wear or Ortho Grid, I mean, I've made notes during my podcast. Hey, hold on, I, hold I, on. He, Medical Sales Rx, too. We're doing something. Oh, uh, yes. We are going to do something with Medical Sales Rx with Johnny if we can tie him down for a period of time. He's going to be a course creator on Medical Sales Rx. So lots of really exciting stuff going on. And Johnny, man, I am so happy for you. Every day I see your face, you always got a big smile on LinkedIn. It kind of makes my day. So I just wanted to let you know that. Appreciate that, man. It means a lot. Yeah, I mean, they always call me smiling Johnny Caparo. So I got to keep that calling card up. <laughs> well, you are, man. And again, thank you so much. And we'll circle back with you in the future and Absolutely. see how everything is going. 100%. Let's do it. Thanks, Eric. Sounds great. Thanks, Johnny. You take care. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.